Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. You can also take the HR Like a Boss survey at willary.com forward slash HRLAB. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals. These conversations create the foundation for my book on what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. On today's episode, I am joined by Brad Owens. Brad is a friend, colleague, fellow disruptor, and a talent enthusiast. Brad, welcome to the show. Welcome to the HR Like a Boss video series. If it resonates with you, please consider liking and subscribing or sharing with a friend. In the description, you will see a social media link for the complete podcast interview. I'd also love to see if you'd be willing to take the HR Like a Boss survey at willary.com forward slash HRLAB. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals, and these conversations will create the foundation for a book I'm working on on what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. And on today's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Brad Owens. Brad is a friend, a colleague, a fellow disruptor, and a talent enthusiast. Brad, welcome to the show. John, it's an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. It's been too long. You're looking good. You've got the best setup of any podcast guests I've had so far. So I, I have a feeling this is not your first rodeo, my friend. Yeah, podcast guest that now has two podcasts under his belt. That's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Cool. Awesome. Well, for those that don't know you, Brad, why don't you share a little bit with our audience uh, what you've been up to lately and, and what you're working on? Yeah, sure. So I have over a decade of actual external recruiting experience. Uh, I used to recruit a very specific niche that gave me some insight into a whole lot of different talent strategies at a lot of different companies. Um, most of the Fortune 500, I ended up working with them. After about 10 years of doing that, I realized that hiring was absolutely broken. So I decided that I wanted to help some smaller businesses actually get it right because that those first couple employees, as you know, as a small business can make or break everything. So I wanted to really impact these small businesses. Uh, I started out on my own doing a consulting business around hiring that came with a podcast. If you want to look it up, uh, HR coaching, um, it's a small business hiring podcast. If you need some tips, um, then after doing that for about two years, I, I was up on stage, had a company approach me coming off stage from a speaking engagement. Uh, and next thing I knew, I was leading their talent acquisition and development department. And now I've actually completely started career 2.0, but I'm still in the staffing space, believe it or not. And I am helping uh, larger companies as a software as a service, helping them um, actually run their recruiting departments better and faster. Awesome. Yeah. And I know... We presented, to, well, not together, technically, but we've been disruptors um, as far as disrupt HR, and you, you really have a compelling way of, of connecting with people in that audience. I know we've worked together for, for some advice and counsel that you've uh, provided to, to my firm, and you're a great friend, and I appreciate your insight, and so glad that you're on the show. And I know for today's um, episode, we're really going to dive into that town acquisition and development piece, and not only because of your expertise, but I, I feel like and as I'm writing in my book, how, how critically important it is to get it right and how the rest of the world looks at HR as talent acquisition and development as being probably their core competency, the thing that, that we need to do really well. And I know it's not easy, right? Owning a staffing firm and I see clients struggling with it all the time. So if you don't mind, let's start by my typical first question, which talks a little bit about the purpose of human resources. How, how would you define that, Brad? 
So in my world, it's a little different than I think most people observe uh, the Toby of human resources, right? Like the office has screwed us from the beginning of making us the Tobys. Um, in my world, I feel like human resources is about the best possible consultant for the business. There are so many things that have to run through human resources that uh, I feel like if human resources puts a consulting spin on what they're doing, they can absolutely change the trajectory of a business. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. So t taking a consultative approach, which in my, my bet has a lot to do with understanding the challenges and needs, the gaps that exist, and then really delivering uh, for your customer, right? Which in, in the spirit of HR is every employee in the company, which I think causes some of the challenge, which kind of leads me to that. So like, what do you think prevents a, a traditional HR professional from feeling like they can be consultative and delivering on that purpose to, to the employees, to the company, to, to the community? I think too many people that start in HR early on in their career take the role of being much more of a, um, a task taker and a doer. So someone, you know, particularly from a talent acquisition side, they may have their first or second hiring manager come to them and say, hey, I've got this accountant role that I need to fill. And they say, cool, I'll go out and find one of those. And that's as far as the conversation goes. And it leads to a whole lot of heartburn for the hiring manager, for the talent, for the recruiter, because there's a lot of level setting at the beginning of, okay, is this what you want? No, that's way off. Okay, is this what you want? No, that's way off. Why is it taking so long to find somebody? Well, eh. so from the start, if folks would take much more of a, cons a consultive approach to this, they could start off, hey, I need to find an accountant, cool. Let me tell you a little bit about the market right now for accountants. It might take a little while because of X, Y, and Z, but out in the market, there might not be these kind of people. What do you think about these kind of people? Total different relationship with the business when you do that. So the big thing that I would say that holds a lot of people back is they don't take that consultative approach and instead they want to just be a order taker. Sure. Do you think that, or maybe you've had experiences or when you consulted with clients, like building processes and structure around that. So like when that, hiring manager comes and says, I want to fill an accountant role. Uh, do you think it's assumed that, that they know how to do that in a consultative way? Or kind of what's that process of taking someone that hasn't had that experience to that next level and being consultative? So uh, secret that not a lot of people should know, and I shouldn't give it out. Uh, a consultant really is a person that can ask really good questions. Because if a, someone can come in and ask the right questions to make someone understand what they need to be doing, you are the best consultant in the world. <laughs> so if I, as an HR person, even if I didn't know the best in the world in accounting, or if I hadn't been involved in just the accounting world for so long, I can ask enough questions of that person to really know what I need to know to dig in and find the exact candidate that's perfect for them. And honestly, it could be a one and done situation. I would know I found the right person. I'd put it in front of that hiring manager. They'd get hired, done. So I feel like the, uh, the best things that folks can do who may not be in that consultant mindset yet is just really come up with some really good questions that you need to know to do your job well. If you're a recruiter, really understand what you need to know about a position before you can fill it. If you are someone who's just doing... Um, I don't know, maybe you're doing more compliance-driven things in HR. If someone comes to you and says, I have this problem, cool. Ask a million questions, a million questions until that you feel like you know everything you absolutely need to know. 
if your meetings in your office consist of, hey, I got this problem. Cool. Let me work on that. And the person walks out. That's your your first big no, no. <laughs> Do you think maybe the combination of why the HR is not asking the questions is that when they feel like they're interrogating the other person and all of a sudden HR has that persona of like, oh, why are you asking? Like all of a sudden the person on the other side, non-HR is like, why are you asking me all these questions? There's that a there's barrier happens. there that exists. Yeah. When I was working internal HR, I certainly saw that there was a lot of, oh, no, HR is on the floor. Um, like, watch what you're doing. Oh, HR is here. And if you've got that kind of mentality in your business, you've got a lot of work to do one, but two, you can, it's all about setting expectations. Every single thing that you can do when you are in a potentially contentious situation is setting expectations. So starting off the conversation with, hey, I'm going to ask you a whole lot of questions. It's not because of X. It's because I really want to do my best to help you. And here's why. Here's why I need these questions answered. Here's why we're going to go through this. Once you set that expectation, it'll be a whole lot easier for them to open up and actually answer your questions honestly. Yeah. Did you end up for your team or the clients that you work with? Did you build those scripts? Did you have like, again, being able to ask great questions, I think takes time and experience in my opinion, a prior guest I had on the show talked about early on her in her career. She didn't have the confidence to ask questions because when she thought when she asked the question, it means she didn't know the answer, which is kind of this like oddity um, in my mind. But is, is there a way that we could help the HR profession get to know what questions to ask, become more confident in themselves uh, and, and maybe be, be more able to, to dig in even deeper on the next subsequent next next subsequent time they have a conversation with a, a business leader about a problem that they're trying to solve. If you're having trouble with the confidence needed to be more of a consultant inside your business, the best thing that I can ever tell someone to ask is, tell me more about that. At the longer you can get someone talking, the more you'll be able to find a way to interject what you need, to uh, ask the right question that you're looking for, to be able to get the answer that you actually need to start doing your job. So the best thing you can do is ask them, tell me more about that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So I guess besides just asking really great questions, being consultative, is there another place that you would suggest the HR professional, talent acquisition, talent development pro to focus in on to make, again, an impact to have someone say, oh my gosh, you know, that, that, that person, that HR lead is amazingly awesome at doing this because they've been able to ask great questions. They've been consultative. And is there anything else that you can share in, in your experience? Unrivaled transparency. Mm. If I was working as, we'll say an internal recruiter, and I had my hiring managers coming to me and asking what's going on in the process, I failed. Same thing with the talent. If talent had to come to me and say, hey, where do I stand in this? I failed. My job is to be that communicator. My job is to be as open and transparent as I possibly can be. And it's the exact same way for those folks that may need to set expectations the right way in their conversations. If you can set expectations up front by being able to say, you know, this is what we're going to do today. Here's the... Um, Anyway, setting the right expectations. It's, it's incredibly right. important in that. Um, so I would say through setting expectations, you are being very open and transparent about what this is about, what you need, and why you're doing this. And that could just take you to a whole nother level. Sure. And I think really that's where the, the trick of all that is. In, in order to set proper expectations, you have, have to have the confidence in being able to deliver on the things that you do. I know I've prided myself in my whole career of trying to set as proper and clear expectations as I can and making sure I can deliver on them. And when I don't, 
right? We communicate effectively to clients, to employees, et cetera. And I'm wondering if maybe there, there isn't enough clarity around the process about what expectations should I set? And I think that's where coaching and development and structure can at times uh, give someone a better chance to, to build that, that expectation setting, that question and answer. Because again, the main thing I'm trying to do with the book is not just say, do this. It's okay, how do we do it, right? Give, give me some suggestions on how to do it. But I, I really love the unrivaled transparency. I think people are afraid sometimes to tell the truth and in, in essence, get themselves in trouble. Yeah, best book on that that I know of, Radical Candor. Uh, yep. Yeah. That one's fantastic. It's really good. No doubt. All right. So uh, you haven't been doing this that long, right? You, you're, you're, uh, you're 10 years ish into, into your career, but if you had to go back to the younger Brad Owens and, and knowing what you know now, if you could give yourself some advice uh, that others might be able to glean f- uh, a thing or two from, what would that be? People want to help ask questions. Daddy, he went away. He ran away. Our dog ran away. Yes. Awesome. All right, John. I'm going to have to go find our dog. Okay, I'll pause you. All right, man. Um, I'll uh, give you a call on your cell phone. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right, right, Brad. So tell me a little bit about uh, going back in history, if you could. I know it's not been that long for you. So when you started off your career, if you could give yourself some advice, knowing what you know now, what would that advice be? It's okay to ask questions. It's okay not to have all the answers. And the more questions you ask, the more time you will buy yourself to be able to have the right answer. So ask a whole lot of questions. Get really good at asking open-ended questions and be okay with asking really long questions like, tell me more about that. The questions aren't long, but the answers should be, right? Exactly. There you go. And the ability to listen and be able to ask a follow-up question, I, I call it peeling back the onion your ability to just kind of dig a little deeper and, and better understand because that's that's where the details are. That's where the juice the juice comes out of a conversation for sure. There you go. That's it. All right. Well, I know you know how to do this because uh, I would describe you as someone that does HR like a boss. But if you if you had the opportunity to uh, share with our audience, what would be the the simple way you would describe someone doing HR like a boss? Well, I will take that compliment. Um, HR like a boss is someone that doesn't just take orders. They offer up their opinion. They take their job and take their knowledge and take their body of work and lean on that and say, well, let me offer my opinion here. They're someone who is not afraid to insert themselves into uncomfortable situations and handling it with absolute grace. So an HR like a boss is a person that's not going to be afraid. They're going to jump right in and they're going to be okay inserting themselves into conversations. Yeah, that's awesome. That confidence is terribly important. I think it's a a cornerstone of doing any sort of business or anything in life successfully. You, you got to believe in yourself and believe in, believe in what you know. And when you don't know, I think a theme to today's conversation was about asking a lot of questions and kind of following things through. I know you talked a little bit about uh, your definition of HR uh, and its purpose is, is being consultative, being the best possible consultant an HR professional can be, making sure that we're properly setting expectations so that you can drive that hiring manager through a very successful hiring process, or if you need to uh, reset expectations, make sure you're doing that in a very clear and communicative way. Uh, make sure that we're, when we're asking those questions to, to tell me more about that, that's the one that you said and kind of leaned into, tell me more about what you mean, tell me more about the situation that you're facing, that open-ended question, and then use the word unrivaled transparency. So your ability to, to just be open, candid, and honest 
about what what's going on. And to, to be perfectly honest with everyone, we had a little snafu in the middle of our, our podcast. Uh, Brad, Brad's dog got out, right? First lost dog on the podcast show. We we took a pause because we didn't want anybody to be alarmed, right? But Brad, you want to give an update on the, on the dog and everybody's okay? Uh, well, for everyone on video, um, here you go. This is a reason to come watch a video podcast. He is here. Mr. Golden Retriever, Bruce Wayne, is back. He's no longer in his bat cave. He has surfaced. Um, but yeah, thankfully, we live in a great neighborhood with lots of neighbors that know us. How awesome. Yeah, at, at a point in the show, uh, Brad's son very knowingly tried to be a good, 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 you know, uh, kid and child. And right there, he goes all happy, right? Let the dog out, but then forgot to close the gate. And uh, luckily for the, the chip and the friendly neighbors, uh, the dog wasn't lost for more than a second or two. Best podcast recording of all time. Yeah. And hopefully your wife isn't listening because I know if I lost the dog while I was on a podcast, I'd, I'd be in a spirit of trouble. Well, now we're all in a circle of trust because my son did promise or did make me promise that I would tell no one about this. So we're circle of trust here. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Unrivaled transparency, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Is it. that the definition of it or what? There you go. Yeah. Well, Brad, it's always a pleasure. Great to catch up with you and uh, continued success. Really appreciate it. Best of luck with the book. You got it. So thank you everyone for checking out today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like, comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. And until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.